Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, marriage equality comes to Northern Ireland. A gay conservative student who led a drag queen protest was found dead of suicide just hours later. A YouTube star comes out as transgender. And the Oscar nominations are out and pretty much without the gays. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. Gay couples in Northern Ireland are now able to register to marry for the first time ever. Couples will be able to give notice of their intent to form a civil same-sex marriage to the General Register Office for Northern Ireland. The first same-sex weddings are expected to take place on February 10th, following the minimum period of notice of 28 days. For couples who are already married, their marriage will now be legally recognized in Northern Ireland. However, those who are already in a civil partnership will not be able to convert it to a marriage at this stage. The Northern Ireland office is set to begin a consultation later this year about converting civil partnerships and the role of churches in same-sex marriages. Heterosexual couples will also be able to enter into civil partnerships. Patrick Corrigan from Amnesty International said it was, quote, a historic day for equality and human rights in Northern Ireland. For too long, LGBT plus people in Northern Ireland have been treated as second-class citizens. So, today is an incredible moment for same-sex couples who can finally marry and have their relationships recognized as equal. Same-sex marriages have been allowed in England, Scotland, and Wales since 2014, but Northern Ireland did not recognize them. A conservative gay student who led a protest against a drag queen story hour this past weekend was found dead of apparent suicide early Monday morning. The death of Wilson Gavin, 21 years old, came one day after he faced intense backlash on social media when video clips went viral showing he and 15 to 20 fellow students from the University of Queensland Liberal National Club storming into the Brisbane Square Library. Just to clarify... The Liberal National Party in Australia is a center-right party. The group began chanting, Drag queens are not for kids, as Gavin was recorded arguing with drag queen Diamond Goodrim. The Daily Mail reports the students were protesting against children, quote, being indoctrinated with radical gender theories. Organizers of the event, Rainbow Families Queensland, said they entered the event chanting and scared the children. Some parents got them outside the room, where they continued to chant loudly. Hours later, Gavin was found dead at Chelmer Railway Station, reports the Star Observer. Emergency medical technicians say he died from critical injuries, but provided no further details. This wasn't Gavin's first time to protest LGBTQ issues. In 2017, he helped lead the Our Voice, Our Vote group that opposed legalizing same-sex marriage. 
during an interview with ABC Radio's Patricia Carvelis, Gavin said marriage has always been an institution between a man and a woman. He argued that schools would, quote, teach students about LGBTQ people, and churches would be forced to perform same-sex wedding ceremonies. He also expressed concerns about what he called, quote, the negative ramifications that can come directly from same-sex marriage. Sally Rugg, an LGBTQ activist who campaigned for marriage equality in Australia, tweeted upon the news of his death, Wilson Gavin was gay. I don't know why he campaigned against same-sex marriage. I don't know why he was so angry at a drag queen. I don't know why he took his life. But I wish he was still here so he could have found us all. We would love him and forgive him. We do love and forgive him. Note, if you or anyone you know are thinking about suicide and need someone to talk to, contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. In Australia, you can call Lifeline Australia at 131114. YouTube star Nikki Tutorials, real name Nikki DeJager, has come out as a transgender woman after she was threatened via blackmail by a group of people who vowed to leak the story to the press. Business Insider reports that DeJager got her start by posting online makeup tutorials in 2008 and has since gone to achieve major success in the beauty industry, including giving makeovers to celebrities like Lady Gaga and releasing her own beauty products with brands like Ofra Cosmetics. In a video posted on January 13th, the Dutch beauty vlogger, who has over 12.4 million subscribers on YouTube, told her fans, quote, When I was younger, I was born in the wrong body, which means I'm transgender. Dieger shared that she realized she was a girl at the age of six. She began hormone therapy when she was 14 and, quote, fully transitioned approximately five years later. The now 25-year-old makeup expert said, Growing up, I think the hardest part was meeting new people and getting close to them and telling them a side to your life that you don't even want to talk about because you hate that part of your life. Dieger said she didn't reveal she was transgender to her YouTube subscribers earlier because she, quote, wanted my channel to be about my art. But a recent blackmail attempt forced her hand. She said, I've been blackmailed by people who wanted to leak my story to the press. At first, it was frightening. It was frightening to know there are people out there who are so evil that they can't respect someone's true identity. In the video, she never mentions the names of the alleged blackmailers, but does send a message to them by raising her middle finger, adding, it is vile and it is gross. They said they wanted to leak it because they said I am lying, or I don't want people to know my truth, or because they feel I am too scared to know who I truly am. Punctuating her announcement, she added, I'm not scared. Today is the day I get to be free. My love for makeup has always been real. I have always been real. I recently reported on Britain's most prolific rapist, 36-year-old Renard Sinaga, who was sentenced to life in prison for drugging and raping nearly 200 men. His parents recently gave an interview to the Times of London, wherein his mother shared, quote, we are a good Christian family who do not believe in homosexuality. His father said of the lifetime prison sentence, quote, We accept the verdict. His punishment fits his crimes. I don't want to discuss the case any further. But 
it seems Sanaga's crimes will continue to resonate and affect even more people. The mayor of the city of Deepak in Indonesia, where Sanaga hails from, has called for an expansion of raids against LGBTQ people there, making life even worse for queer people in a country that is already hostile against the community. Mayor Mohammed Idris asked his city's health, social affairs, and child protection agencies to make extra efforts to stop, quote, the spread of LGBT in order to strengthen families' resilience and especially protect the children, end quote. He also asked agencies to increase raids in rooming houses and apartments with the goal of persecuting queer people who are quietly living their lives behind closed doors. As I've reported before, Indonesia's crackdowns on LGBTQ people have worsened in recent years. Following the 2017 public humiliation of 141 men arrested in a gay sauna in Jakarta, the government launched an anti-LGBTQ police force, banned all, quote, effeminate men and men dressing in drag on TV, and, in the Aceh province, raided five beauty salons in 2018, arresting 12 transgender women and shaved their heads to, quote, make them men. Hideous. The 2020 Oscar nominations are out, and the news is not so great for the LGBTQ community. In short, LGBTQ representation is nearly non-existent this year. Only two actors of color are nominated in the major acting categories, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet and Antonio Banderas for the LGBTQ-themed Pain and Glory, and women were shut out completely in the directing category. Warner Brothers' Joker led the nominations with 11 nods, including Best Picture. The other Best Picture nominees are 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, and Little Women. I was surprised to see Alfre Woodard snubbed for her gorgeous work in Clemency. And who'd have guessed Beyoncé would be ignored in the Best Song category for her contribution to The Lion King. And the long-awaited Frozen 2 was frozen out of the animated feature category. The small amount of recognition the LGBTQ community can find in this year's nominations would be Elton John's nomination for Best Original Song for I'm Gonna Love Me Again from the Elton biopic Rocket Man. Sadly, Taron Egerton did not score a nod for his performance portraying the pop icon, which surprises me because, one, Egerton was terrific in the film, including doing all his own singing, and two, the Oscars showed so much love to the Freddie Mercury biopic Bohemian Rhapsody. Renee Zellweger landed a nomination for Best Actress for Judy, well-deserved, about gay icon and Hollywood legend Judy Garland. She won at the Golden Globes, so we'll see how this goes. And acclaimed director Pedro Almodovar scored a Best International Feature Film nod for his Pain and Glory, a film based loosely on his own life. You can find the full list of nominees at oscar.go.com. TV Line reports that rumored backstage tension at Will and Grace did not precipitate the series' end. NBC chairman Paul Telegy told the entertainment website, quote, some things come to a natural end. Series creators Matt Muchnick and David Cohen told the story they wanted to tell. Just wait for the finale. It's epic. It ties together so many threads. It is coming to a great natural end. End quote. 
Rumors began when sharp-eyed fans noticed that co-stars Megan Mullally and Grace Messing had stopped following each other on Instagram. And in subsequent Will and Grace-themed social media posts, the pair were rarely pictured together. Then in October, Mullally took a temporary leave of absence from the sitcom's final 18-episode season, causing her to miss two episode tapings. The reason for the absence was never made clear. But Eric McCormick later downplayed talk of a feud, telling Us Weekly that, quote, people worried entirely too much about Instagram gate. Before he added, the four of us get along like a house on fire. We always have. Twelve episodes remain in Willa Grace's final season on NBC. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.